0: And a very good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and a very warm welcome to this special evening this evening. We will be discussing the topic of NDE's, near-death experiences. Uh, First of all, I must just say to everybody uh, tuning in, firstly, thank you for joining us. Secondly, unfortunately, uh, one of our guests, Rachel, bless her heart, she's um, had to... uh, the day that every pet owner dreads unfortunately was today for her. so thoughts out to her because it's such a uh, emotive time however we are joined tonight by wonderful ron cox talking to us from florida good evening ron hello welcome uh, everyone <laughs> and jamie elwood who's talking to us jamie is the president of the exeter spiritualist center Yeah, that's it. Great. Thank you. I need to remember titles. Um, And Jamie has done an immense amount of study and indeed has been with us one night uh, sharing information about NDEs. So Ron is our guest this evening from the perspective that Ron had his own personal NDE. So we'll be talking very shortly uh, with Ron about the actual mechanics. Forgive my expression there, Ron, of what it was, what happened to you physically. But then we'll be going more in-depth into uh, the actual experience itself, followed by the after effects. Now, I know a couple of people who also have had NDEs. And it is absolutely fascinating. The similarity between the tales from people is number one. Absolutely. That, that's enough of my waffling. Very good evening, everybody joining us. Thank you so much. I see Daniela. Good evening, my darling. How are you, Christine? So we have Italy, we have Stockholm, we have the UK, we have Scotland, we have Denmark on. So wonderful. Isn't this wonderful that we can reach out all this distance and be together? So thank you, everybody, for joining us. Please remember those viewing. If you do have any questions at all, please just type them into the comments box. I have
1: a little baby here who wants attention. Apologies.
0: That's all right. You're a really lovely little baby. I love them. They're beautiful. Uh, Yes, so if you do have any questions at all, please type them into the comments box and time allowing. We will uh, raise these during the course of the evening. So, Ron, sir, if I may start with you, please. Yes, please. Could we just get an understanding for people watching the actual physical events uh when you had this NDE what was the sort of like in, you, you don't have to go into deep deep detail but just what was that physical experience for you well
1: what led me to my NDE was I had a massive heart attack I had what they call a widow maker that only 5% of the people who have a Widowmaker actually survive. And during it, I know I had probably four to five heart attacks before this actually occurred. And of course, by this time, I'm already at the hospital. They're already taking care of me. Um, the doctor was arriving and they're starting to roll me down to wherever they had to roll me to. They get me into the room and I know they're working on me. And, uh, the last thing I would remember was he just, he just entered that. It's the last thing I heard. I stepped out of my body and was standing right beside the doctor and right beside my body that was laying on the current. I could see what they were doing to me. I knew where every doctor was positioned. But I instantaneously knew that I had just died. It was it it was such a profound realization that I had just stepped outside of my body. And I was seeing the doctors working on me. Now, I saw the doctors. I, I didn't really see my body laying there. I knew my body was there, but I didn't look at it. But I also knew I was in this place, which I now know, They call the void, okay? If I wanted to focus my attention on the void, my attention was on the void. If I wanted to focus my attention on me back in the room, my attention was back on me in the room. I didn't have to turn. I didn't have to do anything. It was a thought. Of course we know that during a heart attack, your body's going through extreme, extreme, extreme pain. The second thing I realized after I realized that I just stepped outside of my body was that all my pain is gone. My body wasn't hurting. I felt complete, I felt whole. I felt healthy, I felt very energetic. And, 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 again, I was
2: just... Many people describe a, a sense of expanded awareness, more real and real. I knew everything all at
1: once. It wasn't like I realized that I, I just died. I knew my body was okay. I knew exactly where it was. It was instantaneous. Everything all at once, but it's like it is there still a physical part of the mind left that slowly processes this through in a step by step for us so we can better comprehend it, you know. But it was the realization all at once of everything, instantaneously knowing. I had so many family members standing next to me and so many different presents standing next to me, even though I physically could not see them there, I could feel them. I could feel every individual that was in this void with me. Mm. And the most incredible one She just stepped up because that's how she always does. It was my mother. My mother was the one who came out of, let's say, the spirit crowd of spirit people. She was the first one that stepped out and said, you're okay. But it's not time for you to be here. You have a lot of work to do. And after that, I remember instantly my thoughts going back to my spouse and my dogs and me saying, no, 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 I can't leave them yet. It's too early. Now, how long I was there, I can't tell you because what seemed like a very long time, If I look at the doctor's charts, it was a very short time. But the information and the understanding and your perception completely changes. Okay? Because... Here in this world, yes, I've gone to church. Yes, I've studied the Bible. Yes, I believe in the Bible. Yes, I try to believe what people tell me until I can formulate my own opinions. But it's like you go from a believing that there is life after death to an absolute knowing and nothing can shake that foundation of it. Okay? Mm-hmm. Because once you've been there. You can never deny it. You, you can never deny
0: that connection. Because I think even if I did, they would keep coming back to me. Could I ask you, that? was a huge amount of information just in the opening uh, part there. So thank you. Yes. Thank you for your honesty as well. It's much appreciated. You said the void. Now that struck a resonance with me. In, in an easy layman's term, what what how would you describe the void? Going
1: into the room, closing all the doors, drapes and curtains and turning off the lights.
0: Thank you. That the, door,
1: the door may separate me from the people in the other room, but really the door is not the obstacle for me to know that they're there because
2: I can mm. feel their presence. So this this was a sense of blackness, was it? Because lots yeah. of people thought that, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. A sense,
1: unless I was looking at the hospital room, right. unless I was looking at the room that I was in, then I could see everything. I remember this doctor had on this funny looking cap, and I couldn't figure out what it was. And they were actually strawberries. <laughs> a black cap. With weird-looking strawberries all over, and I thought well, that was really strange. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. What was he the of of strawberries on
2: a surgical hat? <laughs> so, so that 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 wasn't real, or he was really wearing one with imprinted. I mean, he
1: was really wearing that.
2: <laughs> <He was laughs> yeah,
0: well,
1: <laughs> I find
0: that absolutely fascinating. Uh, many years ago, I went on a physical week uh, course, and in one of the meditations, I—it was later described to me by the uh, course facilitator who was speaking in trance—I went to a place, and I was not very keen on it. I just—the only way I could describe it is the total absence of everything. You know, if we shut our eyes, we'd still see sparkles. Don't we behind our eyes? Yeah. This was, there was nothing there. And that, that really wrong footed me. I was not sure about that at all. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying, I need to come out. I need to come out. And I did, mm-hmm. but the circle leader in trance afterwards was going around, got to me and went, you have touched the void and you needed to know that. Mm-hmm. And I thought, mm. yes. And what just you just spark that memory when you right. use that terminology? As I was.
1: Well, I can't because everything was so instantaneous. Mm you know and the knowing of everything going on was so instant do i know if there was a time where i was in the void where nobody was there with me i i can't say that i do or i don't i don't remember that um i just know that i was surrounded by a lot of people and yeah i experienced a lot of death in my life but the very prominent figure was my mother
2: you know and go ahead so do do you think this void is the cause of why some people um feel that they have a, a a distressing NDE if they go into this blackness now often people will just feel this tremendous sense of peace but do you think the fact that it's all black and all dark um, that actually perturbs them and therefore they interpret it as a, as a, as a frightening NDE. I could see that. I could see that because.
1: <sighs> um, it, 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 it's I, I, because your mind, because your spiritual mind is going all over the place, I think. and, and yes, although I did think of my husband and my dogs, and I got set on that feeling of them, I could see where they could get set on that feeling of nobody's here, I'm scared, I'm not sure what to do mm-hmm. sort of scenario. Okay, especially for non believers. Especially for non-believers. Can you imagine a non-believer going over there and not knowing what's going on and how frightened they would be?
0: Well, even for the believers, I must say that. My experience, just on that, on a meditative level, it didn't frighten me, but it really wrong-footed me because there was nothing. Uh, Yes, nothing. Of everything. It was like... That's the only way I can explain it.
1: There, there's no stars. There's no light. There's, yeah. there's not. Could I feel my body? Yes. Did I look down to see my body? No. But could I feel it one hundred percent?
0: Daniela here. I could feel here. my
1: legs, I could feel my arms, I could feel my torso, I could feel every inch of me. But I never I don't ever remember looking down to see what my body looked like.
0: Yeah. i so say Daniela here has just put a comment in. Uh, she also has had an NDE. Thanks for sharing that, Daniela. And she said I can resonate to Ron's experience here. It, it, it is fascinating the number of similarities that people have had. Mm-hmm. Uh, not every story is the same. However, there are these remarkable similarities going what? through. Uh-huh. Right. Jamie, uh, you have the notes there from Rachel from a previous study with her that uh, she's kind yeah, of yes. yeah. sharing tonight. Yeah. Is there anything in those notes relating to that? that particular
2: moment not, not to the void um uh even alexander um i think referred to it as an earthworms um eye view of it so so that seemed to me a similar description i'd be interested i mean can we bring daniela in would would, would she be interested and she can she can give us um, right, some um
0: if you're willing to daniela my darling uh i'll send you an invitation uh it's a very simple process and it's coming out to you on facebook messenger so uh carry on talking
2: while i do this okay, so, so ron can, can you can you tell us um the, the, many people feel an experience of of peace and of intense love did you did you feel that <sighs> obviously you did <laughs> that expression on your face
1: It moves me to tears. Mm -hmm. Never felt like anything like that on this earth,
2: ever. Never. No. We couldn't comprehend it. We
1: literally could not comprehend it. Oh yeah. It it's so incredible. The only way I know how to describe it is as a medium.
2: Sorry. No, 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 that's that's actually really wonderful because that shows people quite how emotional the whole thing is um, and how real it is. Um, As a medium, when I'm making contact with my communicator
1: for my spirit or for my sitter, when they blend into my body, I feel this incredible sensation of love coming through me for those that are there and I always say to them because my body is full of goosebumps, I always say, I wish you could feel this. I wish there was a way that I could get you to feel the amount of love that is coming through the spirit world for you because I can tell you, even though I was in my spirit body, even though I had no real form, you feel that, you feel that on such a level,
2: that is is absolutely incomprehensible. T- Tony Woody, I don't know whether you've seen on YouTube his NDE, uh, but I, I, I quote this a lot because I think you'll understand why it's so wonderful. But he said, uh, "Imagine um, receiving all the love." from all the mothers who've ever lived coming at you all at once, doesn't come close. So-
1: No, no. I mean, how do you feel something penetrate your spirit body? Mm -hmm. You can feel it penetrating.
0: Uh, Yeah. It felt
1: like it was penetrating through my skin, but it wasn't my skin. I don't, I I just, I don't know how to describe it other than the most incredible amount of love you've ever known in your entire life and you still can't put words to it.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I've said this many times as an evidential medium during work. And I know there's a number of evidential mediums in the room tonight and probably concur that when a medium from the platform says oh and they say they love you they're not saying that they just whoosh it on you yes and you have to vocalize yes to never do it justice it's no you fight. can't bang it, it's
2: I've got, I've got rachel's um oh, this is a communication i had with her afterwards um uh, you know, when we we're discussing it um before the talker did, but um, she says, the love out of body is incredible. There are no words in our language to describe it, but to try is an incredible thing. To attempt to bring that otherworldly love into the physical is both challenging and beautifully empowering. I remind uh, people of this love that it exists, and they don't seem to question it once they felt, heard, and seen it shown through my responses. Many people have never known even a fraction of this love similarly many people are unaware that they have a soul or that they possess huge power and strength once they better understand this they better understand these experiences and lessons and opportunities to better know themselves uh, i think it's just a lovely lovely um, lovely thing
0: this is yeah. beautiful teresa bragger here brings up a very pertinent and valid um statement and she's addressing you Ron she said it gives me comfort Ron to know our loved ones feel this emotion when they pass thank you for sharing yeah and that is you know and that nobody here or anywhere that's had it is special we are unique to ourselves but we're not special so right. that process for each and every person uh is there it may it obviously go down its own life path but that initial feeling that love we have the wonderful daniela who is joining us i don't know mr airwood i thought i was the one that kept dragging people in <laughs> <laughs> daniela my Hi. darling how are Hello. you joining us good evening thank good you for joining us
3: evening. Good. thank you
0: um, I don't know how much uh, I realise logging into StreamYard can be a little bit pedantic at times. Yeah,
3: I had to rush to get the laptop because I was on my phone before and apparently you need to have Chrome or something. So yeah. I thought I had to organise my story, so it took me a little longer to sign in. But no, once I got your link, actually it was straight home.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. And you're speaking mm. to us tonight from...
3: I'm based in Surrey, Southeast England.
0: Right. I don't know if you heard much of uh, what Ron was saying when you were running around getting the laptop. That he was <laughs> trying to express uh, that feeling of love that came. Yes. In. Did you yes. have a similar?
3: Um. After I kind of understood or got around to understand what was happening to me. Um, I had this um, reassurance Um, and um, it it was quite emotional, a bit scary at the time. I could see myself on the operating table. Likewise, I could see the doctors uh, down below And I could fly, fly, well, I was floating um, by the ceiling and I, like, temporarily moved on to the corridor of the hospital and then I came back and um, I could hear everything they were saying. Um, I was only a child at the time. I mean, we are talking about um, probably eight, eight years old. And... um, there was this element of reassurance and I think it was a presence. At the time, I, I could only identify it um, as, as an angel, um, but I, I don't remember very much, but I remember this sensation of floating mm. and uh, to be completely without any pain. Um, and I remember the darkness as well. I remember that darkness Um, and I was, although I was like in spirit, but I was feeling very cold um, at the same time. So it was, um, I don't know how long, again, like Ron was saying, you have, you lose completely the sense of time. So I you know, could hear them, you know, talking about even having a laugh while doctors, you know, operate and everything. Um, and uh, obviously, um, I was told that at some point afterwards that I had some breathing difficulties. So they might have lost me for a little short instances, I don't know, but this is what happened.
2: Yeah. And can I ask, did, did you have a life review in your experience?
3: What do you mean, life review?
2: Well, lots of lots of people, not everybody, but quite a number who have NDEs experience every second, every thought of their entire life. Um and they uh, see
3: what you mean. and mm. to
2: ponder, you know, about the right and the wrong and things like that.
3: No, because I think at the time I was too small. Yeah, right.
2: Yeah. I, I was only
3: eight years <laughs> old. So yeah. Yeah. but I I this is a bit difficult, but um Indirectly, I have experienced something extremely powerful last year, Mm -hmm. um, uh, exactly about a year ago, on the 1st of April, um, my uncle dying of COVID. And basically, I intuitionally, I knew he wasn't well. I connected to his soul. And uh, it all combined, time-wise afterwards, with the time of his death, because I texted my auntie at the mm. time he was dying, saying that I was in touch with him. Yeah. So what happened was that I got, I, um, uh, I was with him, mm. and um, he was. I knew that he was sort of in coma, so I thought probably I was accessing that. Mm -hmm. And he was in a very, very dark place, like not place, but room sort of thing, you know, in spirit. And um, I said, um, uncle, don't worry, I'm here with you. And I said, can you see see grandma? And he said, no, I can't see her, but I'm a bit scared. I don't know what's going on. And I said, don't worry, you are being looked after because I could see spirit waiting Mm -hmm. to Um, They were all around him, but he couldn't see them yet, but I I could. And I said, look, they're all here. Don't worry, very shortly, you might be able to see a light, but don't worry because... And it was like a waiting room. That's the best thing I can describe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was a waiting room and suddenly there was a light, um, like a tunnel light appearing and then he said oh i can see them they are here but i'm very scared because i don't know what's going on with me and i said don't worry uncle you know i'm here we are all around you you know you you will you know you will be fine and um and that was so emotional i mean i mean that I experienced it, that I could feel the sensation, the closeness to my NDE, actually, what he was going through. Mm-hmm. He he was passing, he did pass. Um, exactly in, in those 10 minutes I connected to him via the text messages I, I had been sending, I had prepared a grid around him to support the light around him and everything. And I, I can see that as I'm talking, I'm just blushing and becoming a bit emotional but it was an extreme never happened to me ever before Mm -hmm. and um, it was like a very unique experience to be there and uh, to be of service to him Mm -hmm. you know and uh, to understand that he was going through
2: yeah again these These deathbed coincidences or communications are really, really common. I mean, it might be be useful just to just to go back to to this business where both of you um, were able to um, witness things that were really going on. You know, just for for people who who are watching, we need to understand the significance of this, because when you have a cardiac arrest, uh, within seconds, the blood supply to your brain shuts down. Okay. okay so so if the brain were to create consciousness the brain is out of it completely and utterly out of it and yet here's two people um having memories that are formed when their brain is out of the way and expanded awareness um and, and you know it just shows that they're to, you know, and if they were hallucinations they wouldn't be seeing things that were right. real. okay yeah. and, All brainwaves stop. I found out through research,
1: my own research, that the moment you have a massive heart attack, everything cuts off. Mm -hmm. Typically, a dying person, their brainwaves will keep going on. Only in a massive heart attack does everything all of a sudden Mm stop. So, you're right. How could I have That experience, if I had no brainwaves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They could not be dreams. They could not be hallucinations because there are no registerable brainwaves. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Also, in this time, uh, we had a conversation before we went on air this evening. And Ron, you brought up yourself about this um, communicating with people not uh, predicting their passing, but just having that knowing, that understanding, you know? Mm-hmm. When Daniela's story was coming out there, I was just thinking, oh my goodness. It's very similar. Very similar. Um, um,
3: Finally, so. you say that, Laurie, because there is a story about my grandfather. Apparently, he knew exactly that he would have t- the next Sunday because and that came to be known because a neighbour that was walking past that he came across said something about the next weekend and he said, "Well, I'm not sure about that because I will not be here any longer." Mm-hmm. And um, and then I, when I did a bit of research in the family, I found out that my grandfather did have some psychic and medium skills, but in those days, in the twenties or thirties or whatever. You know, probably people weren't talking as much today. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. No, 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 don't bring that
3: He knew exactly. He And uh, based no. on his knowledge, which he trusted, he told my grandma to go and sign a document with him because he wouldn't have been around any longer. And she would have missed on his pension once he had gone. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing.
2: Really good, really good. Um, would it be an appropriate moment to, to read Rachel's ND in, in lieu of absence? Because um, then.
0: Yeah, just one sector, please, Jamie. Uh, there's a question okay. coming here from Sue Townsend. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. Hi, Sue. Just bring that up. And Sue's asking We often speak of spirit as light, yet in the void it appeared velvety black. So were you as a spirit momentarily absent of light? to or were you aware of any light anywhere at all whilst in this space so Ron you said when you were there um, when you folk when you put your attention to something it was there when you put your attention but when the attention wasn't there there was as you described the void, and daniella you're describing there your uncle um and your experience there at that time with him because obviously your attention is on your uncle therefore you obviously yeah. you can see your uncle
1: mm-hmm.
0: i i just find that absolutely do you know what there's a whole lifetime of study just in that one small area is this Is this some sort of, uh, I can't find the terminology that's going to be, I don't want to belittle this experience at all. Mm. But at that moment of passing, you know, do we wake up in the spirit world fully cognizant or do we have to go through a little bit like when we're born here on earth, we come from the womb through the channel into the world? Is that process somehow reversed? That when we go, my
3: understanding is that yes, that yeah. we are we need to start from scratch again. Mm. Um, and also, uh, we don't see right away the spirits and the light around us. Um, as I called it, and it, it was my experience, um, there wasn't such a thing as a light, or uh, I could feel the presences. I couldn't see the lights of
0: there. I, th- I think it's quite important to stress and emphasize here for people listening. We we are human beings and we <laughs> naturally associate Light, good, dark, bad. It's not a bad thing. It's just the absence of everything. No. So, uh, yeah, I suppose it's like, you've got a complete clear blackboard. There is nothing. Well, I, don't think, upon. I don't think I was velvet black.
3: No, I, that, but, I was
1: the light in the void that was calling to other spirits to come to me. Right, right. You know, is is that our calling? That so when we transpire, that I don't know. Maybe we become this certain color light in the void, so other spirits know where we're at. I mean, if we're a medium and. And children are attracted to us where there's something going on in our upper being, our higher self. Am I triggering off a light for all these children to come around me? Well, am I triggering off a light when I cross over for all the spirit world to come around me? Or is it automatic knowing in the spirit world that they know I'm getting ready to transpire? Mm -hmm. I just know it was instantaneous but I can tell you, I don't feel like I was velvet black. No, Even though I was in the void, I could still see.
0: That is you know,
1: interesting. I, 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 I could mm-hmm. see, but no I couldn't see the spirits, but their presence was in such a way That's that same. I could see them through perception of the energy. Mm-hmm.
3: You understand that, Daniela? Yeah, absolutely. I'm totally with you. It's difficult to describe it, but it's as close as it gets. Yes, Totally.
1: But it's not... The light of the operating room wasn't filtering through. Um, But yet, you never turned. You never turned around. If my thought was there, I was there. If my thought was back to where I was with my mother, that's where I was. There was no turning. It was instantaneous like that when the whole picture would shift. Do you understand that, Daniela?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Do you understand
3: what I'm saying, gentlemen?
0: You know what? I don't think we we may comprehend what you're both saying, but I don't think we'll ever fully understand it. When you mm. two are talking there, absolutely no disrespect whatsoever. You, you're talking a slightly different language to what everybody else is talking about because you have had that experience. Mm. Yes where you know if i if you were to try to describe verbally an orange without saying the word orange you would struggle because to verbalize it and where you two are i'm just fascinated by this that you are on that slightly different energy to other people not detrimental please don't think that it's not detrimental but it's it's just so intriguing that your experiences have put you into that place where actually probably you two don't really need to talk that much because it's just there. And whereas we are trying desperately because we've got to put it into our 3D mind and try and...
1: Well, we have to overthink it. Yeah. We put way too much thought into every process we do. You know, making a pot of coffee is not that hard, but we still don't want to do it. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like great the last thing I do before I go to bed is I have to make the pot of coffee. <laughs> yeah, what do you
0: think, sir?
2: Sorry, d- did you say me?
0: Yes. Yeah. I'm
2: glad yeah. you're paying uh, attention, love. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's, it's, right now, well it, it's interesting and they often say love and light are very similar uh, mm. or are the same. Now, is it that's that immediately you get out of your body, you're just in this plane that there is this lack of, of love because people often will go through a tunnel towards the light where there's love and then then they come back, they they, they 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 feel this absence of love. Is it just the plane that we're in? I mean, this is just an entirely, this is a question off, off the top of my head really because if there's this blackness, yet you, you're, Ron, you just mentioned the light, with, that was you within this blackness, is is that what it is? Yeah.
0: Daniel says yes, ron says yes. Yeah.
2: But there is
1: no separation between the time that you step out of your body to the time that you probably enter the life review. You experience that love all of a sudden, all at yeah. once. Yeah. The moment you step out of your body, it yeah. is there. Yeah. And... and Yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's... Uh, I had an abused childhood. I didn't... I thought abuse came... I thought love came in forms of abuse. You know? If it wasn't physical beatings, it was verbal beatings, or it was being grounded for this or that. Yes, I'm 56 years old, but it still affects me. Mm-hmm. You know? But... um Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Yeah.
0: That's all right. That's all right. <clears throat> Don't worry.
1: I about. think well, we, on. I think we are
3: light inside. That is the truth, because yeah. we are like this battery of light, if you like. That when we leave the body, the, I just don't remember coming out. I just know I was out.
1: Instantaneously.
3: Instantaneous. Exactly. And then I was like this um, far fly, you know, like kind of thing, uh, just like in the room. You know, I had lost my 3D body. Uh, actually, uh, if you like my aura, I, I could f- sense myself having the same shape, the same height, the same everything, but I wasn't, I wasn't in my body basically, so I was maintaining the same light energy and I was energy myself, Uh, as we mentioned before, I could sense there were presences around me, uh, I couldn't see them, but I could perceive them and I wasn't scared, I was more scared when I came back into the body and I thought to myself, what the heck did just happen, Mm -hmm. you know? And when and when I I mentioned to my parents, they just like thought, "Oh, that was just the anesthesia," yeah. and it was brushed off like that because I was a child. Yeah, but that experience stayed forever.
2: And, and that's another wonderful thing because you were a child. No doubt you hadn't heard about NDEs before you experienced one. So where did you get this information from if it wasn't real? <laughs>
3: right.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'd heard about them. Did I ever study them? no did i go into any great depth into them no my my focus in life had nothing to do with spirituality or anything else prior to my life beforehand was all about me 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 me
2: yeah so so i think Sue would like to get on to to the changes and um I mean, i've heard some from you ron but how has NDEs changed you um uh, 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 i can, can i read this 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 uh, this one from from um rachel because um you know i, I think it'd be good to have two people have had ndes um comment on, on it please uh, do please uh, do uh, so you know people have got to remember that every ND, nde is is different it's an individual thing and that there are there are patterns but not everybody has the same thing so um rachel actually had a um a life review you know she she Her N.D. was caused by her giving birth and it didn't go well. So she says she briefly hovered over her newborn baby, hoped she'd remember me. Then I was traveling. It felt like I was shooting through a tunnel, but I couldn't see any sides to it. It was dark, but illuminated. I was not alone. I could sense a presence with me. I was tumbling, forward, upward, at an unfathomable speed. It felt like wind, all throughout me, inside of me. I likened it at that age to being on a roller coaster, that rushing feeling. It was wonderful. I felt so light, so free. Simultaneously, I experienced this fully and watched myself experience this with clear vision from a little distance. I can still see myself tumbling if I concentrate on the memory. As if I was staring at a giant screen that filled the whole of every which way I turned, the movie was my life from birth to death. Every minute of it, every event I had ever experienced, I watched it and relived it. It was at this point I realised that time did no longer appear to me as it had in my body. It was as if I were projected into a moment or dragged through time backwards before forwards to refeel i witnessed at this point the abuse i'd experienced and suppressed as a child as well as out-of-body experiences i had at that time and at night when i was laying in my bed i could see myself flying out of my body and i remembered i watched my own poor mistakes and learnt from every reliving i watched myself as a child bitten by a guinea pig and in shock half launch it onto the sofa i felt shame at this time because i felt the fear of the guinea pig no one condemned me. I was asked only, "What had I learnt?" I was comforted at this time, consoled and reassured. I had learnt so much: how big an impact my seemingly small actions had on a large scale; how my choices and behaviour rippled through the lives of countless others; how the love I showed spread like wildfire; how the way I mistreated others through the lives—sorry—the uh, way I mistreated others deeply hurt and affected them and also how that pain, fear, and confusion would then impact on the lives of others, too. In the time I spent this reliving, I developed a deep gratitude for many things, the experience of life, for one, the people and the hearts that had touched my soul in beautiful ways, and the fragility of being human. I think that's incredibly powerful. So so what, what are your comments on that, um, Daniela and Ron? Well, i think it's
3: Sorry, Ron, you can. I'm going
1: to say ladies first.
3: <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's, I'm, I'm quite brief actually because I didn't experience any of the tumbling and rolling and. Um, yeah, no. mentioned earlier. Nothing. Mm.
1: Nothing like that. It was literally me moving from here to here. That's <laughs> all it was. Thank
2: you. You did mention it was dark to begin with, which maybe was was that void bit. Um, yeah, I know.
1: Yes, that's what I did. I shifted from my body to the void, mm-hmm. in the blink of an eye, mm-hmm. and it was just that gentle. Yeah, yeah. Um, so something, what about- in, something in her statement really resonated with me. Mm-hmm. And it's almost the same as with you, Danielle. And it, it resonated like this is a new type of birthing experience. Going through the tunnel to the lights, what, what Rachel described, what you described, Danielle, is almost like a birthing experience. Oh, I see what you mean. Yes. Yeah. And I just, I don't know why, it just stuck out to me so incredible, especially when you started reading reading Rachel's. Is that what we're doing? We're being rebirthed into a new world? Well, yeah. You know, I just, I, I think this leaves you with more questions than answers. Mm-hmm. And the more you try to seek help, the more answers that come out mm. that you need to ask.
2: So, What what, what about the changes that, that you feel that your experience has had um, on, on you? Because, you know, these things, they happen so quickly, yet often they're really profound. Mm. How have you changed? Has, have, do well, you feel... Angst?
1: I, I I feel I've completely changed. I'm a completely different person. Um, I, I told you before I I was a clairvoyant dreamer all of my life until my near death experience, and now instead of dreaming, I'm seeing, hearing, feeling, spirit in. My everyday waking moments. Mm-hmm. I I saw two dogs sitting in my my uh, uh, room where I had my client at earlier. I wasn't in the frame of mind to go and start sitting down and immediately start doing a reading. No, I was shocked when I walked through that door and saw those two dogs sitting there.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That's how vivid it is. That's how much everything has changed for me,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and. And my mediumship has just continued to change and grow and grow in leaps and bounds. When I go into meditation, I feel like I'm instantly there. Can I compare it to before? No, because I didn't meditate before because my life was about me. It wasn't about service. Now my life is about service and helping others understand what I experienced to help possibly give them a little bit of my knowingness, so they at least yeah. have enough strength, that and 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 encouragement to help them make it through the rest of their life and through their struggles.
2: <laughs> Danielle, you're nodding away, agreeing with that. So, right. so. that you're, you're
3: it's like the same thing when I then grew older into adulthood and, uh, you know, between that near-death experience, I started, actually it's quite interesting, I started seeing spirits as well around me. And um, I mean, uh, the most powerful one probably is um, about a school friend of mine who died Um, of a car accident uh, like 6 p.m. in the night and she came and visited me um, in my sleep and I I swear I opened my eyes and I could see her there and And, uh, the thing is that when um, I started going into spirituality which came quite kind of late in my late 30s um, I, when I went for the first time to SAGP for uh, a it just came to me as if I'd done it so many times before and I couldn't understand how, you know, and um, connection with spirit at the moment is coming, you know, from strength to strength, basically, you know, and um, the, the way I could, I can feel, here. I've got the five senses activated, even. So it doesn't matter if I touch an object, I can see, I can hear, I can feel it. You know, you name it, I've, I've got them all, you know, like I just work, you know, across all, all of them. And um, it's um, it's very powerful. And uh, this is just like Ron was saying for me it's a lot has to do with now doing service and give hope to people. And for me, also, philosophy comes along with that, with mediumship, because there are some messages that with mediumship, um, it's beautiful to to give hope and uh, to bring comfort to the beloved ones. But at the same time, there is a part of it, which is philosophy, which, you know, you need to talk to people to help them understand because... Rightly enough, as you mentioned before, we have experienced it. So we need to try and put into words, you know, that message that actually does exist. It's not made
1: up.
3: It's not made up. We are it. I am it. I am a soul with a body, not a body with a soul. It's very different. Mm-hmm.
0: Nice. Uh, you know, sort of can, I, can I say
1: something really quick? Yeah. I, I just really feel like it's very important for me to say something here, really quick. Okay. Our lives is about experiencing every experience that we can possibly have and absorb. Our life is is a culmination of all those experiences. Our characters are a culmination of all those experiences. But without these experiences in our lives, what would we have to take back to source? That is why we are here. And that is why it is very important for us to live our lives to live our lives not by society's standards, but by our very own standards, and to enjoy every facet of your life. No matter how deep, dark, and depressed you get, you're still learning something and even after you come out of that and realize what you've learned, it's still an experience and it's still enjoyment in life, no matter how hard it may be. So it is very, very important that we realize that these near-death experiences are something that happened naturally and not something that we have caused by trying to take our own life. That is not what we're here for. Yes, everybody struggles. I understand people struggle and go do that. Please, dear God, please. I am here with no judgment, just open arms. If you're struggling, reach out. Reach out to somebody because suicide is not the answer life is. Mm. okay, and, and no matter how depressed you are, you are loved more than you could ever possibly imagine.
0: It, that there. Thank you, Ron. It, it is something of a paradox in a way, isn't it? That this um, brush with death, not being demeaning, but just as a terminology, yes. this brush with death actually brings in so much value of life.
3: Yes. Right? And the Absolutely. Yes.
1: Absolutely. It makes me realize how important. Like Danielle, you were born with an ability. I was born with an ability. It makes me realize how important this ability is to share with as many people as they possibly can. Meeting is not about helping you solve your life's problems. That's your free will. And I cannot interrupt it. But my mediumship is here to show you that life continues after this thing that we call death. There is no death. Our energy continues on. Look at M equals MC squared. If you need proof, right there it is. Okay? Mm -hmm. It's about... The messages your mediums are giving you, whether they're spiritual, philosophical, evidential, healthcare mediums, it's about life and the enjoyment of life and that we continue on after this. The evidence is in the validations from the communicators.
0: Yeah. What do you think, Daniela, my darling?
3: Well, you know what? I have noticed that the the new generations are much more tuned in. Yes. These new energies. Mm-hmm. Um, comparing to the old paradigms that belonged to our parents and grandparents. Yes. And I can see I work like in schools because I'm a qualified teacher and you i mean it's like unbelievable what you see from these students in secondary schools how much they are sensitive to energies how much they believe you know they call it indigo children crystal children Mm -hmm. and all of that and they are it is true they are far far more tuned into the new energies and they do do believe in the afterlife far more than people in my generation or even the previous one all the way down to the grandparents it's completely different
0: yeah yeah i've heard um a couple of 20 year olds talking about going out clubbing and where they go to drink or where they go to socialize and they said well you know we don't go to many places we only go where we really like the energy <laughs> and I just thought, do you know i love that Mm -hmm. i actually love that you know we're not going there because it's the in place we're not going there because it's where we should be seen yeah they just they've got this inherent understanding i go there because the energy is great and i enjoy myself yeah and it was just said as a just a glib statement but i thought that's quite profound that really shows something there
2: And
3: uh, I have worked several times because I'm also a qualified crystal therapist. I've worked several times with teenagers and a lot of them have admitted that they hear or see spirit. Mm -hmm. So I am a medium and I give messages, but at the same time, I love to work with the new generations because I feel, in a way, that my role is also to help them carry on and develop these. Because in 20, 30 years down the line, you know, our work as mediums will be completely different. I can tell you that for sure. Because these new generations will know far more mm-hmm. than our parents and grandparents did.
1: Yeah. Yes, they, and they do. I mean,
3: it's... we need support. We need support. Yes,
1: they do. And that's what they do. I, mean, uh, I, I, I they bring do. into a couple parents that their children are very intuitive. They see spirits. They can't walk down the street for the family walk because one little girl will see the old woman that lived in the house and starts waving to her and talking to her, and people are, like, looking at her, like, what's going mm-hmm. on? So... I'm working with the parents so the parent can understand so they don't do like my mother did and shut me down and say, don't talk about this to anyone but me, which made you very afraid of it. These kids today, as we're teaching our generation about mediumship and spiritualism and the other side, guess what? They're the ones that are going to be teaching us in the new ways and the new philosophies a spiritualism because everything changes and evolves. Mm-hmm. That's what this is all about. The evolution of the soul we can't expect our philosophy to stay the same way it was in 1850. Okay. It mm-hmm. has to evolve. Yeah. Yeah. If we, wanna, if we want to if we want to stay in that the only people we're hurting is ourselves. Mm-hmm.
3: I just wanted to, you know, going back to what we were talking about with our NDA experience. Um the one thing that I must say that it's it's given me the, my my faith and uh, everything that happens to me no matter how hard and how difficult you know I it's I'm a human being so I need to process those through emotions and all of that. Right. But, People tend to say about me that I'm very strong. I'm not very strong. I just had, just had an NDE.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. yes, that yes. gives
3: me a completely different perspective Respect, on yes. things.
2: There, there are lots of common factors with, with people who have. Mm-hmm so they come back and they, they tend to shun organized religion they they tend to be um to, to live life to the full and, and also do more for charity does that does that ring a bell does that what do you think about that mm-hmm.
3: yeah yeah well well uh, yeah <laughs> um uh, Why does... i did, i did get something like that after i was being diagnosed uh, when i was 28 with a long-term lung disease and apparently I had only two, three years to live. And um, obviously it turned out that you know both science and my my science advanced and my case wasn't bad at the end of the day. But it is true that when you feel like you're coming in contact with with death, um, your approach to life and what you do you automatically you start giving to others and that's what it is because you understand that you know you want to do all you can to help others because helping others brings you out of yourself which is Mm. what we perceive being the love of God Mm. the Mm. divine and that's what the love is about it's about giving and this is and that's Lori, as we were talking earlier on in our chats, um before the video, you know, like um holistic, you know, mediums and healers, you know, we are automatically givers and we yeah. give and give and give. Sometimes we need to learn to just stop and hear ourselves as well. Yeah. But you know, it's, it's to do with love. And there is this huge amount of love that comes from you and you want to try and help others before you go. Mm-hmm. But not everyone have has this opportunity right. to experience this. Right, yeah. Ron?
1: Right. You're right. I, I, I know people in my near-death experience group that, even though they know certain things, they come back with mediumship skills, they want nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. I'm like how can you deny that? Mm-hmm. How can you deny such a natural state of your being because we all are? Mm-hmm. You know And how can you come back from after experience on all of that and not truly believe in all of that?
3: They're in denial,
1: They're in the yes. They're in in denial.
3: They are too scared. I know people
1: that have gone through this five different times. I've only been through it once. Hmm. And I, one gentleman I talked to, he's experienced it five different times, and he's still not in the full
3: realization of it. Maybe that's the lesson. That's his lesson. That is his lesson. Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: Yes.
3: Some people need to experience the same trauma over and over again until they get it. Hey, I'm not gonna go away.
1: I'm just glad I got it the first time because I never got anything the first time in high school. (laughs) 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 I understood that lesson the very first
0: time. (laughs) We don't need that that repeating, thank you. Um,
1: You It, it, it is, and, it, you know, we've all sat and seen people dressed up in whatever fashion, whatever, however they want to dress, and however they want to express themselves, and if you're out in a restaurant on the street side, you'll hear other people commenting about it. I think I'm no, no longer
3: judgmental. It's like i let him live his life. He's
0: having a
1: fabulous time. Mm-hmm. I Must
3: say, we live in in a society. Fortunately, society is changing a lot these days. Yes. Unfortunately, not for the right reasons. Right. Yes. But we can sense in the modern society how the mentality is opening up because we've been hit by COVID big time, and a lot. Of this has shifted
1: mm. a
3: lot. Mm has shifted a lot, the society. People were forced to go inside, within themselves, Mm -hmm. first of all. And now the war in Ukraine, horrible, such a disastrous, if I think about it, I become emotional again. I mean, how can the society ignore this? So one way or the other, we are all becoming aware that, that you know, we need to come out of our egoism no. and start giving and supporting <clears throat> others.
0: That that is really interesting. Is, yes. Um, during the COVID era, many, many, many people uh, were forced to face their mortality, which is something we never did. Yes. With. Correct. Um, you know, how many people on here tonight have got their wills written out?
3: and
0: i had that done before my near-death experience okay okay but we were forced to face our mentality you and people like you have actually experienced your own mortality Uh, how fascinating is that you know we have seen that shift in society sadly i keep saying it's shifting back to where we were in many cases but mm-hmm. a lot of people have learned through just living through the COVID era right. as i say people like yourself there you've experienced your mortality and you've experienced that all-consuming unexpressible
2: love what, it's, what what about this feeling of interconnectivity? A lot of people who experience NDEs say come back saying something like there is only one being and we are part of it. Does that ring a bell?
3: Yes, no. absolutely.
2: One hundred percent. Be, yeah. because you know you know if say you've got something wrong with your foot you wouldn't blow it off would you it's 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 no. your foot you you try and understand what's wrong with it and you try and fix it and, and um i think um christine stewart i can't remember the exact quote but she wished that everybody would have ndes because she said if they did there wouldn't be another war there'd be no poverty. um you know um there'd just be love so yeah right mm. interesting I, I agree with
1: that 100 percent. There there's no way to deny that amount of love after you've experienced it. Mm-hmm. I even I I when I was at Arthur Finley, I was sort of quiet about my NDE. And one of my teachers through a reading came through and told me that she knew I had an NDE. Okay. And she said, I don't. Uh, no matter what you do after you leave here, you will never be able to deny this. Because no matter how hard you try to deny it, spirit is going to keep coming back to you until you acknowledge it.
3: Correct. Mm
1: -hmm. And... You know, six months after my heart attack, I'm still sitting there wondering what was going on. Why did I have to come back? I know I love my husband and dogs, and but it was so much better over there. We didn't have to put up with this crap. <laughs> you know? We didn't have any of it. What sane, human being, what sane human being would want to come back and put up with this?
2: we were talking about this before um we went live now if i can find um uh, rachel's comment i know that i can quickly um but 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 basically it's, it's this struggle between wanting to um to tell people how wonderful it is and also to make sure you, you tell them not don't try and join them too early because yeah. life is <laughs> <laughs> and laughing away but yeah I mean I'm sure we've all been there want, want, wanting to, to sort of join the other side sooner but you know life is a gift uh, and even the tragic stuff brings brings lessons and brings benefits right. and, and we grow from it and right. and it's no good sort to um, skipping off early because that doesn't solve anything and we'd only have to come back and learn the damn lessons again My, My
3: <laughs> when I looked into this I um over the time my understanding is that we are born because it's a gift that we got um, from spirit mm-hmm. to experience life on earth
2: mm-hmm. and
3: for us to learn the lesson that, lessons that otherwise we wouldn't be able to learn. Mm-hmm. For instance, they say that angels were never born on earth and unlike, for instance, the ascended masters right so and there is a, a different type of energy and understanding that we are born to live a life and as Ron was saying earlier on, like with suicide and all of that, that is not an answer it's it's, an, it's not an answer because um, you know we are born to learn to overcome the challenges, um, no matter how tough they are and hence i go back to saying that when we are in difficulty the only way to help ourselves is help others
0: yes yes brilliant Mm
3: -hmm. you're right
0: love that absolutely love that and i I love the theme as well coming in here about this our whole life is a lesson and I always yes. say with lessons, not every lesson comes wrapped in bows and with puppies. No. You know, no. when you, if you go back to school, I loved maths. I absolutely loved maths. I hated French. <laughs> 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 I just could not get my head around it. And that's a reflection of life, isn't it? Every day we have days off where we just enjoy ourselves. Yes we have mm-hmm. times when we've really got to uh, find our metal we've got times as well where we excel and reach out that hand this whole experience is a lesson and we've got to engage with it and whatever comes our way uh, instead of thinking no no go away I don't want you just go okay you're in my life what are you trying to teach me And when you take that approach, actually a lot of issues fall away. You can handle them a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Quickly go over to a few comments come in. Um, lovely Jamie Williamson going this is going back apart in the conversation. And he's saying there, by their very nature, NDE are sudden and unexpected. So there has not been time for the soul to adjust. Can this be why there is a period of confusion and the blackness is an expression of this? When death is expected, there is a well-documented process of gradual separation of the soul from the body. Could this be an explanation of the two different states?
2: Thoughts on that, please. Well, the research says that it doesn't matter about people's preconceptions. They don't really uh, affect it. Will um,
0: relate and, to NDEs, yeah. yeah yes, yeah. yeah.
2: Now, there is some. Um, so, if somebody sees um, a divine being, then they'll interpret that uh, as either Jesus or, or uh, Allah or, or Mohammed or whatever. Um, but, uh, but I, I I can't really comment on the first part of that because because you know, I, well, I've not had one, and, and I don't think people have done enough research into it to find that one out. Mm. What about um, um, Ron? Do, what, what do you think? think? Well, again,
1: I didn't experience confusion. Yeah, There was no confusion. Mm. I knew exactly where I was, what was happening, everything, Mm -hmm. instantaneously. Mm -hmm. I don't know where the confusion is coming in because there's none. (laughs) The blackness, I think, is the void or the place we go to before we make our decision, do we want to travel forward or do we want to come back? That's how I interpret it. I think everybody else's interpretation could be a little bit different. But there's no confusion. Um, and I don't even think during the gradual separation of the body when when we know we're going to die. I, I don't.
3: I mean, there are theories saying that, like, for the elderly, because they know that they are coming to a natural end, you know, they are like, they come to a state of serenity and acceptance. And as far as people dying from sudden accidents and all of that, um, I understand that they just... um, they, they find themselves sometimes not migrating from the waiting room immediately over to the light because there is a refusal to let go of that sudden change.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think it all has to do with the individual person. It, you know, if you're afraid of death, is that what you're going to experience? Maybe. I, I mean, I was never really afraid of death before it even happened. I mean,
3: hmm.
1: I wasn't in no hurry to meet my maker. I wasn't <laughs> going to do it, but I was never afraid of death. And I know people who are just terrified of death, just absolutely terrified. But when you go on to an older person and they're sort of expecting it, well, no, I don't think they are because I've been able to communicate with people who were in stage four Alzheimer's. Yeah. Who were on feeding tubes. Who couldn't move out of their bed. They weren't conscious. They weren't. But when I made contact with them, they seemed to not understand what was truly going on because they saw people that passed before them and people that were still here and they weren't really sure where they were. They just realized they were at a big party and they were the guest of honor. Mm-hmm. So does an Alzheimer's patient know she, they're getting ready to pass? I know from firsthand experience when my mother was in the hospital... With an, uh, um, Alzheimer's, when she was before she was put in a nursing home, I spent the night there one night, and I woke up to a noise, and I saw this woman, this older woman, sitting on the edge of my mother's bed in a dark sweater with a black and white checkered skirt on, and I knew it wasn't a skirt of this period; it was an older period. I didn't know who the woman was. I saw her cat-eyed glasses, everything. I never met my grandmother. She died maybe 20 years before I was born. OK, but I saw my mother reach up in a state of not knowing who anybody was in the hospital, reach up into the midair and said, no, mommy, I'm not ready to go. <laughs> <coughs> I mean, yeah. and then, then after my mother passed and they went through all the family photos, lo and behold, what do I see but my grandmother standing there in cat eye glasses with a dark sweater with a black and white checkered skirt on. So do they really know?
0: Yeah. I've, I've had two experiences um, with spirit communication with Alzheimer's. One past, one still here. Mm -hmm. And that was fascinating. And I also felt extremely comforting, you know, that that spirit is free and unbound and able to communicate, as in the name was given of the gentleman who is still on the earth plane. Yes. And I just thought, you know what? There is so much in that, you know, you can lose yourself in a study of that for many years because for the – pure compassion to those nearest and dearest of this vision of them being locked inside actually they're not it's quite the opposite they are in a sort of semi-permanent state of NDE. they're on that hinterland yeah their
1: lava would travel from one plane to the next with no problems whatsoever
0: yeah
1: you know i i remember times where my mother was so very lucid with me and then a second later, she was seeing somebody else that wasn't yeah. in the room.
0: Yeah. And that, that was something that came to light in the mediumship. And it was confirmed there was an actual nurse in the congregation. She came up. I said, the description of the spirit was discalmate. I said, it's like I kept leaving my body for longer and longer periods until I just didn't go back. And this nurse said to me after, that makes perfect sense. She said, I work on an Alzheimer's ward. And she said, there is moments of complete lucidity. They're there. Mm -hmm. And then they're gone again. And I just thought that is, well, I would find that incredibly comforting. I've not lost anybody close to me with Alzheimer's, but I do know a lot of people have. And a very common thread with everybody is like you keep losing them every day mm. from our perspective. And how terrible is that? But getting back to tonight's topic, uh Tony Goswell here, just brought sort of out a statement. As a teenager, I had a similar experience as... I think we mean be... <laughs> NDE. not You haven't got an OBE yet, Tony. I know you're the <laughs> yet, and, and
2: yet, a body experience, Larry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, and she's just saying, I understand totally the boy being black, but light at the same time. I felt totally at ease, alone, but not alone. I was aware at these times, totally loved and guided. In a way, it was a little like being in space. So, yeah, again, yeah, it's 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 great. It
1: is. It is like being in space. The only thing I'm missing is the nebulas, the constellations, and I would have loved to see seen that. <laughs> we <laughs> will yeah, one have a little Star Trek Voyager going through, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we will one day.
1: We will For one all day. you fans out there.
0: Ladies, gentlemen, we are drawing to a close here. Um, if I could ask... The lovely Daniela, thank you so much for volunteering to come in tonight. It's so much appreciated it pleasure. and a pleasure yeah. to meet you as well. No, I've seen room. you in Zoom rooms. <laughs> I've seen <laughs> you here and seen you down there, but I've never actually conversed. So wonderful. Um, Just a, a short synopsis on the NDE and... Uh, not the change that is brought about you, just that that wealth of understanding that you've taken from that, you know, because if if those of us who have never experienced this would be very fearful mm. of an NDE, you know, having that time, we we would be absolutely mortified at the thought, that's probably the wrong, totally the wrong word, that you have in there, so what would you say to people about you know what was that, that core thing that you bought back and gone, do you know what? I'm really gonna work with this, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> or indeed, is there one core thing? Is it such a you know? Is it such a wide array of things that you're just like, do you know what, I can take it all in?
3: You see, the experience, it's so powerful and overwhelming to us as human beings that can be, it's, difficult to find the right words to describe yeah. it. But what brought to me is the knowledge, understanding, but above all uh, an unshakable faith right. that we are just uh, passing on earth. We are just experiencing Mm. Earth and we are moving on. Mm. And I feel that as mediums we do exactly that when we pass on messages. Um, But we um, may have different skin height, weight, but in essence we are just light. And we are all abs- absolutely all the same in the light when we pass over. So, and um, this is, and the power of, of the love, the power, this light power, you know, the, the love that you experience is like no other, you cannot describe. The only way we can describe it when we come back is just cry. When I think of it, I try not to tap in it at the moment because I would start sobbing probably. Absolutely. Because it's so powerful. It's so powerful. So just believe, just believe. And if you don't, you know, there will be ways to understand when time comes how powerful it is. Myself and Ron, we were meant to at the time we did because probably we were meant, not probably, we were meant to do what we're doing today.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: Because at the end of the day, to me, having spoken to other NDE people, people who have experienced it, it's a life-changing experience. And... They haven't gone on to becoming mediums, but they have a strong, they've developed a strong connection to spirit. Mm. They can see and they can hear. There is something with the NDE that cannot be explained. It's like a soul calling. It's a soul awakening.
0: Wow. Beautifully, beautifully put, Daniela. Thank you. Thank very, you well said.
1: very well said, Daniela. It was beautiful.
0: Absolutely brilliant. Ladies, gentlemen, thank you so much. Everybody joining us, and wonderful comments coming in here from across the world. How beautiful is yes. that? Thank you, uh, everyone. Fascinating thank you,
3: everyone. night,
0: absolutely fascinating. We here at Paul will be back online tomorrow evening, where we have a Lyceum night, so the subject will be anything appertaining to spiritualism, and we have a medium talking to us who will be down with us in person in April, Uh, Mr Bill Rich will be talking. Some of you may have noticed up in the top corner there, above Jamie's head, there is a little dedication there. We offer the opportunity here at Paul that if you would wish to remember a loved one, uh, that you can actually sponsor the fees for our online activities, and we will put the dedication up there on the screen. In leaves me now just to say, Daniela. Well, you were sat there innocently at home, weren't you, love? <laughs> <laughs> <Quiet>. <laughs> oh, I know. I watch this. <laughs> Nothing
3: Thank comes you. by mistake, right?
0: <laughs> You're o- obviously so meant to be because you yeah. elucidated so many points. Absolutely. You're eloquent. You are charming. You are very perceptive and very knowledgeable. Thank you. Which is something I would love to say about Ron, but sadly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, I guess you can tell we're friends. <laughs> 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 Ron, you know, I love you to bits. I absolutely love you to bits. You're, you're Say my, back to you. You're, you're my American brother. I have a Danish yeah. brother, a Swedish brother, and now I have an American brother. Yeah. And next
1: play, next winter you'll
0: have a place to come to for the winter. Oh fabulous. Oh god, yeah. I'm on my way now. It's permanently <laughs> in the UK at the moment. And a half a mile away from the beach. <laughs> No, I don't go on beaches now. Every time I get on the beach, Greenpeace keep trying to push me back out to sea. Jamie. (laughs) (laughs) Sir, thank you for bringing uh, your access to your research that you've done in this field. And obviously our thoughts are out to Rachel uh, at this time. That's so hard, so, so hard, but bless her heart everybody thank you all for joining us it's been an absolute pleasure and a delight this evening thank you thank you thank you and we wish you all a very good night